Today's episode of Drive Through HR is brought to you by the Unleash Conference. With events in London, Las Vegas, and Paris, the Unleash team brings you the best content in the best locations around the world. Unleash your people. Register today at unleashgroup.io. Okay, so so for anyone who doesn't know you and, and what you do, why don't you introduce yourself and give us a little bit of your backstory. Okay. I'm Mark Pfeffer. I'm the editor of the HCM Technology Report, which you can find at hcmtechnologyreport.com. Long but obvious. Um, I'm a journalist. I was the managing editor of Dice for eight years before I left to uh, start writing about HR and HR tech. And my focus is really on the business and product and marketing sides of HR technology and covering the industry, as it were, rather than just the technology for its own sake. Okay. And, and what is your background? So you mentioned being a journalist. How did, you, how did you come to be where you are? Well, I really came to be where I am because of my work at DICE. Um, as I said, I spent eight years there. Before that, I'd worked at Dad Jones and also uh, had my own editorial company for a while. Um, when I was at DICE, I became really interested in, uh, in sort of what happens behind the scenes of careers. DICE obviously was a career site I was writing for the uh, candidates, but what was happening in the industry itself to power uh, job boards like DICE or to power uh, talent acquisition systems or to, to power workforce management systems uh, was really, really fascinating to me. So I decided when I went out freelancing that that's what I wanted to focus on. Someone that was looking from a from an HCM standpoint, um, you know, putting this in where someone could come in and just demand to be forgotten and talking to one of these big companies. So like, yeah, I mean, they could come in and demand to be taken out of our system, but that includes payroll. So how are we supposed to pay you if we don't know who you are? Um, I think in the time that I've, uh, from a vendor perspective, the stuff that I've done, since GDPR went live, I think we've gotten maybe two requests, and it hasn't really been huge. But I know that I know that it's not you know that's not representative of the entire sample for sure. Um, but it is it is tough, and and I don't know that anybody out there can can really put their hand up and say we've got GDPR licked, we got it done, we've got it you know handled. Well, I think I think you're right, especially because I don't I'm not a lawyer and I haven't studied GDPR in in huge depth. But it does seem to me there's probably places where its requirements conflict with U.S. law. Uh, if uh, if somebody wants to be taken out of the system so they have the right to be forgotten, mm -hmm. does that necessarily align with United States record-keeping laws? I don't know. Right. Um, I, I think in many places it does not. And in that case, you sort of, what's a vendor to do? Mm -hmm. um, they, they can find themselves in trouble uh, either either way. And... I think because it's a European regulation, the European companies are just naturally taking it much more seriously. Sure. Um, and uh, I think the, I think a lot of you know American-based companies, especially the middle market companies, kind of wish it would go away. But um, <laughs> um, but I, but it's not going to. And right. um, and I think it's going to continue to be a moving target, you know, for some time. And at some point, similar legislation is going to start getting drifted around to the United States, and mm -hmm. Lord only knows what what that's going to look like, and and how companies are going to have to reconcile the North American uh, view or the United States point of view anyway with the uh, with the European approach. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've got some fairly well-known U.S.-based companies who don't seem real keen on data protection. They're really more about data as a, as a sales piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting. You know, and, and, and actually, I think the, the approach I've seen most vendors take, which is not a bad one, is to say, look, how you implement GDPR, Mr. Customer, is, is your business, not ours. So we're going to provide the tools that you can do whatever you want to do with it. But whether or not you actually comply with the law is not our problem. I think you're exactly right. I, I, in, in, in some ways, it's really the only approach that vendors can take yeah. that, I, that I can think of. Uh, if I were a vendor, I think I, I would probably be worrying more about data security right now than, um, mm. than the actual privacy practices. And I say that just because of a recent conversation I had uh, with someone who's involved with a, a new group, the CompTIA, uh, mm-hmm. the Computer and Technology Industry Association is starting, which is all about data security. And he, he mm-hmm. was talking, telling me that the state of security is far worse than anybody really realizes, that our yeah. data is so unprotected. Yeah. And that's the part that the vendors can control. That's the, the part that the vendors have. Uh, a lot of sway over, and I think that might become a bigger area of focus. You know, it's there's. I think there's absolutely a need for for HR practitioners to get better acquainted with data security and what it really means. Um, I, I remember doing a session at um, at the Learn Conference up in up in Minnesota, and you know, just kind of walking around that morning in the the expo hall and seeing how many computers were sitting open, sitting unattended. Uh, some of them unlocked and, and recognizing like, Hey, HR, like you've got all the data. Like you have to know how to deal with this stuff. Um, you know, and, and so one of the questions I asked people in the room was, um, you know, how many of you connected to, to the conference Wi-Fi this morning? And almost all the hands went up. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I asked Mike, do you know how easy it is for me to put a router in place and rename it to be the same as the conference Wi-Fi and then collect every piece of data you're streaming? And, and, and it's, you know, you get a lot of like stare. It's like, well, how many of you were doing this over a VPN and all the hands went back down? Um, and it's, it's not something people think about. It's a, I'm, I'm mobile. I have to stop at Starbucks and then I need to do this payroll report. So I'm just going to grab it and I'm going to do my work. And it's a, it's, it's a little scary because that's not part of the HR curriculum. We don't generally teach our, our young practitioners how to handle that stuff. No. And, and I think, uh, you know, HR practitioners have always gotten a bad rap, and mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it really has to be a tough, tough position today mm-hmm. because not only do they need to know about data and how to analyze it, or at least how to understand how an AI system might work it and might inject biases into it and, and all of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which they're not traditionally trained for. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. They need to be more aware about data security. They need to be aware about how mobile technology works. They need to be more aware about how collaboration technology works. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the stream of, uh, of, um, I'm sorry, the, 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 the breadth of products out there for all the talk of consolidation, um, isn't really getting simpler. Uh, George LaRoque from HR Wins and I talked uh, and Unleashed. And one of the things he said 
was that there's still consolidation going on, but when a bigger company buys a smaller company, three or four startups with each one with a more specialized solution comes in to fill the void. Mm-hmm. So consolidation isn't making the the buying decision any easier, and it's not making the educational challenge any easier for the practitioners. I don't see that dynamic going away anytime soon. So the, the practitioners between security, privacy, artificial intelligence, uh, automation, you know, all of these different things that are starting to hit the workforce in general and HR in particular uh, are just going to get more complicated. And, um, and, and, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people like us who talk about how great this stuff is and, uh, and convince senior leadership how great this stuff is and how their HR people should be on top of it. Mm-hmm. And then the HR people are saddled with having to figure out a way to get their arms around it. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough gig to be sure. It's always been a tough gig, but you know, now you've got to not just be the expert, you know, the, the, uh, the pastor slash parent for employees, but now you've also got to be the data security and network security and, and, you know, technologists and all the different pieces that come into it. So, yeah. Um, so let's, let's, so while this is fascinating stuff, let's go back to Unleashed for a second. Because um, okay. I did see some really interesting stuff that was there. I saw a couple of, um, and we've, we've had some, some folks on the show um, coming out of there. I saw some really interesting plays around diversity and inclusion. Um, that seemed to be a piece. I saw, kind of to your point, more stuff around data and how it's used and how to analyze it. So I was really impressed with some of those things. I'm curious, what did you see, uh, first of all, just kind of overall trends in the marketplace? Uh, and then let's after that we can dive into some you know specifics if there's any anything you saw that really stood out to you. Okay, the, the, the biggest trend uh, that struck me was the way people are talking about experience. Uh, Josh Burson during his keynote uh, said something like experience is everything, um, and I think he's right. Uh, user experience, employee experience, candidate experience, experience has become the key word. But what I noticed is people who I spoke with were discussing experience less in the context of engagement and more in the context of efficiency. Um, that, uh, and actually, um, Josh Person said this to, to me afterwards. I think you were you were there. Um, that a more a more engaged employee, an employee who's enjoying a better experience, is going to be a more efficient employee and, and turn in better business results. So experience is going to continue to be important, even if it's important for different reasons. I don't, I don't argue with that, but I, I do think that the whole idea of experience being viewed in the context of candidate engagement and retention because the labor market is so tight uh, is starting to loosen. And I think you combine that with the idea that many economists and soothsayers are talking about the economy starting to slow down, possibly a recession coming at some point in 2020. And I think that a lot of companies are going to start, have to start rethinking their messaging mm-hmm. uh, because the idea of experience being everything so everyone's engaged and, and that's the end. Um, I think that's going to change. Okay. So, so that was that was that was that was the um, uh, you know the you know one one big 
uh, takeaway. The, the other thing that really fascinated me was something else that, that Burson said was um, this idea of the HR technology landscape becoming kind of like the mobile app landscape where people download a tool, use it for as long as they need to use it, and then delete it. Um, I, I can't entirely get my arms around how that would look, but it does make sense to me. Their employees today and HR today are saddled with so many specific little tasks that I think these are big systems that try to a certain degree to be all things to all people because they have to, uh, that may not be a viable approach because as it works its way down to the employee level, every employee is going to have such different needs in learning, performance management, uh, attendance, time and attendance, benefits, healthcare, that there's going to need to be more and more fine-tuned solutions. Mm-hmm. So from a, from a specific vendor standpoint, um, you know, as you think about those trends in the marketplace and, and getting to see a lot of things, anything stand out to you? Any particular vendors that um, they were really impressed or really surprised with some of the things they brought to the table? Actually, I, I have to say no. <laughs> um, okay. I, 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 I noticed that there were some announcements that came out. I think for non-people um, announced, uh, announced some new features, but there, there wasn't a, a huge swath of new announcements uh, going on. And I don't know if that's because HR Tech had only been, you know, uh, six weeks prior or so, and Ceridian actually had their uh, conference at the same time, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unleash and Kronos, uh, I think, is, is this week, and they just came out yesterday with a bunch of announcements. Um, but it, it, it struck me that this didn't seem to be a a product announcement show so much as a get in front of buyers and talk to buyers show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so moving away from Unleash a little bit, you know, we've, we've talked about kind of the trends you, you saw at Unleash and the things that were said, um, things people were looking at. What about kind of in your perspective um, over the next year or so, do you, do you expect to see anything really change? Do you think we're going to, kind of keep going down the same path where you've got consolidation and then consolidation met with proliferation? Um, or, or do you expect to see any kind of shift in the market that'll impact practitioners over the next year? I really don't see any big shifts in the market, but I think it will change very quickly if the economy does. One of the things that surprised me as I talked to vendors is how few of them seem to be giving any serious thought to what happens if the economy goes south. We've mm-hmm. had a very tight labor market for a very long time. Um, the, the candidate uh, suppo- you know, supposedly rules right now on, on a lot of levels. And it just doesn't feel like anybody is, at least publicly, willing to talk about the fact that business is cyclical and at some point um, there are going to be different demands on HR, there are mm-hmm. going to be different demands on talent acquisition, uh, employees or, or strong candidates are going to lose uh, a lot of their clout, uh, both in the marketplace and within their own within their own organization. Uh, it could certainly be that these companies are just playing things close to the vest, which would be perfectly understandable. Mm-hmm. But usually, you can get some people to to say a few things, and um, 
and it 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 seems to be it it's it's certainly not at the front of anybody's mind uh, it seems to be people are aware of it uh, I think people are waiting to see what happens with the election in the United States next year mm-hmm. but i don't I don't see anybody making any big course changes okay. So what does that mean for practitioners? So what can your the rank-and-file HR um, generalist and business partners out there, how do they improve their own technological savvy outside of, of course, reading the HTM technology report? Where do they go? And, and what would your advice be as far as what to start focusing on? You know, we, we talked about data security already a little bit, and I think that's a big part of it. Um, but what else? Where should someone go for, for kind of self-education at this point? Well, I, I I think that they they certainly need to continue to educate themselves about data. I think they also should prepare to handle a great influx of data because if the economy does turn, uh, the the amount of applications and resumes and such that that are going to have to be processed is is going to markedly increase. I think also they need to pivot if if their leadership will be ready to pivot if their leadership isn't thinking about what to do when the economy changes, then practitioners should at least be giving it a little bit of thought because it's going to fall to them to execute any plans uh, that that the C-suite comes out with. So that is going to impact uh, impact my bet uh, will be the kind of benefits offered. Um, I think import performance reviews when the labor market gets loose, I think performance reviews become less important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, um, obviously, you know, when the, the market loosens, then there's more people out there looking for jobs, so it swings back to becoming an employer's market. But unfortunately, I think things, anything that's going on with the economy seems to be going slowly, and there seems to be so much uncertainty about the political situation and in, in England with Brexit, in the United States with, with the election. Um, practitioners, are, I think, are in a tough spot because I don't think anything obvious is going to change for them, but they're going to have to be ready to change quickly. So that is great insight, Mark. Thank you for sharing that. Um, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, for those of you, uh, the listeners who are interested in hearing more from you and finding out more about you, uh, we've already touched on the website, hcmtechnologyreport.com. Uh, I understand you are also in the podcast business. This is true. We produce uh, People Tech, which is a brief podcast of some of the leading news of the week uh, and also feature interviews uh, with people in HR tech. Uh, that's on Podbean. Uh, it's also available on iTunes and Google. Um, and it's, again, called People Tech, uh, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. Okay. And for those of you who uh, are looking just to dip your toes in that, if you go to the website, hcmtechnologyreport.com, you can actually uh, listen to some of the podcast pieces there as well. So it makes it very, very easy to get into. Um, if people are looking for you online outside of your website, I understand you've got a, a pretty robust um, presence on LinkedIn. Yep. You can find both me and the HCM Technology Report on LinkedIn. I'm happy okay. to connect and, and converse with anybody. Okay. And then how do they find you uh, on Twitter? Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at, at Mark Pfeffer, or you can find the HCM Technology Report at, at HCM Tech. 
Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for taking some time. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I hope we get to chat again real soon. Thanks, Dwayne. This has been fun. I enjoyed talking to you. All right. Thanks, Mark. Okay. Thanks.